right. And so welcome to uh, our interview for this week. Uh, we are joined, um, very fortunate to have our guest, 146th Assemblywoman, Karen McMahon. Hello. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining having, us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. How do we get these respectable people, Jim? We are like highly unrespectable, <laughs> right? That's human beings. It's, there's, it's, there's, <laughs> we just have no competition, <laughs> right? Right. We're the only ones doing it. So, thanks for joining us, Karen. So, it's my pleasure. So, you've been uh, representing the 146 for how long, though? I was first selected in 2018. Okay. Um, so it's been uh, you know almost four years. I'm going on my third election now. Um, it. Uh, in a way, it kind of flew by because of COVID, and in other ways, it seems like a long time. Mm-hmm. So, and then for our listeners who aren't exactly sure where the 146 is geographically, uh, it's what Williamsville, Amherst, and Pendleton. Currently, it includes Pendleton. Right. Yeah. Um, so, for the past, well, since 2018, yeah, the district has been both towns: the Niagara County town of Pendleton, and then the town of Amherst, which includes the village of Williamsville. Mm-hmm. As of um, next year. Um, and for this election year, mm-hmm. Pendleton's been lopped off. Amherst was a big enough t- town to be its own um, assembly district. That may not last. If I was a betting person, I would. I think it will. But there is currently a challenge to the assembly districts that's going. That's in the courts right now. Right. It w- the assembly districts weren't initially challenged because I think both Republicans and Democrats liked their assembly districts, but then the Court of Appeals kind of opened that up to mm-hmm. a challenge and said, you know, it was procedurally flawed, and then somebody else right. sued, okay. but okay. not anybody from the assembly. Yeah. It's uh, definitely definitely too late to change it for this election season. Right, right. So they were able, they, they changed the, of course, the Senate and the Congressional, and that's why we have the upcoming primary in the 23rd, but the assembly districts, um, it was too late to... To, to mess with those. So here we are. I mean, th- it could happen that they would possibly be changed for next year or the next election, but I kind of doubt it. No. But we'll see. I, I mean, who knows? Well, well I mean, you know, really. uh, you're an attorney, and as, as we know, all attorneys know all laws. So it's true. It's 100% true. You know, as, as an election law expert. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what they say? You can't keep a good Pendleton down, so... <laughs> We'll they see. do say they do say that they say that out there. Yeah, that's what I'm told. <laughs> I've done a terrible job of like predicting. Yeah. So I used to work at an appellate level court. I worked in the state at the appellate divisions, and I would look at something and say, "Oh, that'll, that'll never get overturned," or and mm-hmm. and I've been wrong many times. <laughs> they found the right but, judge. That's what it always comes well, down to. Well, that's true. That's right. true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's that like the congressional and the state senate, they they just happened to find Steuben County to an appointed judge who wasn't elected next year. What are your goals for the assembly session, for the legislative session? Well, and the, um, and the budget, I suppose. Oh, I haven't really started thinking about the budget yet. Oh. I'm hoping, hopefully, the budget will maintain things that we finally made progress on. I'm thinking about childcare. I'm thinking about um, funding for um, healthcare workers, people with disabilities, like the direct service professionals who provide services to the most vulnerable people, and we're trying to, I mean, there's a huge um, staffing problem, and part of it is because they don't get paid Mm -hmm. enough, so, um, you know, hopefully we can just keep funding those industries and and get people, good people in there so that we don't have these problems. So that's one thing budgetarily. Um, My legislative work seems to be kind of focusing on environmental issues, and I have 
one bill that we just introduced kind of at the end of session and we we're going to start kind of building some um, support for and it's an urban reforestation um, act there's an urban reforestation fund in New York State but it doesn't have a funding source and so this would um, basically tax billboards to pay to retree urban areas because we all know how important it is mm-hmm. to um, maintain a tree cover, especially in places like New York City where there's a lot of blacktop and it's always you know ten degrees hotter there, and um, so it's an it's an environmental issue, and so it would provide some some funding for that. And it looks like you have Tax Well, I was just going to say taxing no taxing billboards. I could just see like the steam already coming out of Carl Paladino's ears. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At any rec- at any suggestion that we might be taxing billboards anytime soon. Well, <laughs> does, does the Linos have deep pockets? They have they have all the billboards. Right, yeah, so. but like, does Carl pay himself for that billboard when he like attacks Pelosi? <laughs> <laughs> because if there's anything the people in the valley are concerned about, it's Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> but you're so you're you're because you're on the Environmental Conservation Committee, I, right? I am, yeah, yeah, in the assembly. So yeah, and also you mentioned uh, working with individuals with disabilities, and that's another committee you're on, correct? Yes. It's kind of a new committee. It used to be um, a subcommittee, and then last year they made it a regular standing committee. And I have a little bit of background and interest in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked, I've done a little legal work for people with kids with disabilities. My husband has a law practice doing that. Mm-hmm. And so the district literally goes from the city line all the way out to, you know, it's it's first ring suburbs. So it's you know, tight, close neighborhoods to what we might call McMansions, mm-hmm. and then right out to some, you know, farm, rural estates. I yeah, suppose, I suppose. Amherst is a crazy and, town if you're not, like, if you're if you're yeah. from, like, the South Towns <laughs> or the city, yeah. and you're not familiar with, like, how just, A, how large Amherst is, yeah. and how, like, crazily diverse it is as, like, a community, like, like mm-hmm. going right from the, the city border all the way out yeah. there to like the you know, like the spoth farms out there. Like right. It's really it, crazy. As a high schooler, I played against all the different Williamsville high schools. There are three of those. And there's also an Amherst, Amherst high school. And Sweet Home. And Sweet Home. Sweet. And then that's just wild in one town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a big town. Thus, the, you know, it's its own assembly district now. You were, uh, you're talking about... Um, your committee assignments, uh, just just to help the listeners here who might not understand like how the sausage gets made in in Albany. Like, how do we? How do people get these committee assignments? Like, do you ask for them? Are you get? Mm-hmm. Do you get told you're going to get them, or is it is like it somewhere like, in between? It's like rushing a sorority. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Um, so when I first got elected, I got a letter or an email or something. It said these are uh, these are the list of the committees. Um, pick out 10 that you would like and rank them, but you can't be on this or you can't be on that or, you know, as a, as a freshman. Right. Um, so I, I'm sure I picked out a few and I probably got some, I probably got ones that I thought might have, I might have an interest in. Um, and then, you know, as people come and go, there's a little bit of movement. So I really, I kind of wanted to be on judiciary because I worked for the courts all those years. So, mm-hmm. After two years, you know, people move around and move on, and I was yeah. able to get on judiciary. I also want, I had not been originally assigned to NCON, Environmental Conservation, and I, it was really an interest of mine as well. So I spoke to the chair, who was Professor Steve Engelbright, um, and asked him if he, you know, would like it, you know, if mm-hmm. you'd allow me on or however. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the assignments basically come from the speaker's office, right. but you can kind of, you know, 
ask and maybe mm. there's room for you here and there. Yeah. And then when they formed the, the People with Disabilities Committee, I said, yeah, I raised my hand for yeah. that one too. Well, and so bringing up the speaker, uh, mm-hmm. he was in town recently. Yes, he was. Um, last week, he visited all our districts, uh, which is something he likes to do. And I hadn't seen him, he, well, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. The first year he was up here, and we had um, kind of a long visit. I took him to a bunch of places, including um, the Jenny's Ice Cream in the Mill, and there's a comic book store in there. And who knew, but he, he's kind of like a fan of comic books and Star Wars. Uh-oh. He's a huge fan of the artist known as Prince. I, I was telling you that. I was right. I was just about to bring that up because like almost every time I see him like casually dressed, he's wearing like a Prince symbol shirt and like yeah, he's the got necklace. the the necklace. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was I was just about to bring it up like the like the main thing I know about the speaker is that he loves Prince. Yeah. Yeah, he's dressed as Prince for Halloween. His karaoke song is Raspberry Beret. You know, he's, he's actually a, a very approachable and nice guy. And so he was here to meet with all of us. We didn't, he didn't spend a ton of time in each district, but we all were able to announce um, this, you know, a priority project in our district. And so mine was uh, money for, it, it's the former Westwood Country Club, yeah. but it's going to be transformed into a Central Park. It's got a very long and convoluted history. We've been talking about it. Uh, well, people in the town have been talking about it since before I was elected, but but it was kind of an issue mm-hmm. when, when I was running. I had worked on um, Brian Culpa, who's our town supervisor. I'd worked on his campaign the year before, and it was definitely an issue then. And so, you know, we've just been trying to get it done. Um COVID, of course, didn't help, and there was a group, there was an ownership group, so you have to get buy-in from all the various members of that group. So it's been kind of a long, tortured road, but we're getting pretty close, and the money that, the grant that I was able to secure would is going to um, fund some kind of neat amenities right up in the front of the park, which would be at North Forest and Sheridan Drive, right. um, sort of in front of the old clubhouse. And it's going to be an inclusive playground, so for kids mm, of all mm. abilities, accessible. Also, a splash pad, and then that splash pad will kind of double as part of um, an ice ribbon, which is an ice skating surface, but not just a rink where you would play hockey or whatever, but it kind of a meandering trail that will circle around oh. and a cool, um, you know, outdoor venue like, it's like kind of neat like a lazy river but ice skating. yes yes exactly i love it yeah. yeah i actually skated on one I, I went on a school trip with one of my kids to um, quebec city and there's this amazing <laughs> um snow tubing park i mean with crazy hills and stuff and one of the things they had was an ice ribbon and you could skate on it it was very it was actually kind of magical yeah. so. there's a um speaking of like the like the playground for children with all abilities there's one in um chestnut ridge now and i you should okay. check it out because like you know like when they say like kids will but like there's stuff that like for like like that is like noise activated so like that mm-hmm. blind children have something that they're interacting mm-hmm. with and like there's it's very mm-hmm. uh tactile so like there's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff going on it's very neat it's, it's a it's a really wholesome and, and like really appreciative way of uh, including yeah. all children there's actually a big one in the current 146th in Pendleton. They have a, a big mm. uh, park. It's um, There's a nonprofit called Mason's Mission that 
uh, funded that one. And I think they do some other ones. I don't know about the Chestnut Ridge Park one. But And then also in the village of Williamsville, I, I secured some funding for Island Park, and they did some new playground equipment that was, it's not a, a huge amount, but mm-hmm. it's also some accessible stuff. As a uh, as a resident of the city of Buffalo, uh, I can't help but just be ex- insanely jealous about their splash pad situation because <laughs> you know in, yeah. in the city it's uh, not not so great uh, oh. splash pads and, and uh, the pools and whatnot. Yeah, so. that was really disappointing. It was such a hot summer. They never opened, did they? Were they? Not, no, that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, it's really a shame. And and I think part of it, well, at least they said it was like staffing and lifeguarding and stuff. But I'm glad I'm glad they get splash pads out there. So well, not yet. They're good. Well, they're gonna, they, they yeah. will. I mean, you right. know, Eventually. probably before they staff the city of Buffalo ones. I'll right. No, right now you just have to be a member of like the Garrison Park like friends to like go hang out at their. their there's little, a little pool there, yeah. and there's a pool of clear. I mean, there's actually a, a bunch of pools now that I think about. It. There's also North Forest Pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so come on, come on out. Just yeah. you know. Oh, and go 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 go, <laughs> go with your relatives yeah. from Amherst. Get 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 ready to check out uh, the the park at, at Westwood, which, like you said, it's on Sheridan. It's it's a little east of like the two ninety interchange, like by Harlem. Right. There, it's actually huge. I think I want to say a hundred seventy acres. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, it's 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 an enormous um, property. It's huge, and so it runs from. Sheridan Drive, which is a main thoroughfare, all the way to Maple, which is another main, like, east-west thoroughfare. Um, right now, it's a huge brownfield. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's it's all fenced in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to do some remediation because apparently all golf courses are brownfields because of the pesticides and stuff that they use primarily on the greens and tee boxes. So where we're going to be doing the splash pad and everything, it wasn't golf course area, mm-hmm. so it shouldn't be... That big a deal. That's, that's interesting. I was not aware of that because they always like to have those signs up on the golf courses saying that this is a, a nature renewal area. Don't walk in this tall grass. We've got mm-hmm. animals that like to do stuff here. Birds are flying all over the place, but they're all brownfields. Right. Because well, none of Well, technically. Yeah. I Techn- mean, yeah. Right. You know, I think as time passes, the stuff kind of breaks down too. And so now it hasn't been used as a golf course in many years. So I'm hoping that maybe it won't be mm-hmm. such a huge project to just skim off. You know, right? Yeah, a it's little like, bit of yucky stuff. I could see, like, with like you know, having golfed a couple of times, tee boxes and greens, like yeah. that's that's a pretty intense grass growing. But like, it's I, not I, natural, not it, even close, right? But it, but I, also, it's like it's not Love Canal, like it's no. like, <laughs> right? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Brownfield, would, that that yeah. name has some connotation. So <laughs> it right. does, it does. I'm not building a splash pad on Love Canal. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, how did you convince the fine people, not you personally, but I mean, how did the fine people of Amherst uh, decide that they wanted one less golf course? Because uh, that, that would not be my impression of, you know, as a, and, and listen, Amherst is wonderful, but I would just not, well, you know, you it, know was, it was a peg them for wanting less golf courses. It was a private club, and I think they were just having a, it, it changed ownership. So the, the, the current, well, it's still, I think, owned by this ownership group. I think they just decided that they couldn't, make money running it as a golf course. They just decided um, they wanted to do other stuff with it. Originally going to be a huge development Mm -hmm. with housing and and all kinds of stuff. And the neighbors went nuts. Um, And it really wasn't appropriate in there either. Um, It it was just too dense. And also there were infrastructure issues, like the the existing sewer lines wouldn't support that kind of um, development. So, So that was... You know, one of the things, the, the first proposal was development, and then the neighbors around it um, started 
really pushing to keep Westwood green. And there right. was these signs would pop up all over the place, keep yeah. Westwood green. So that's what we're trying to do. Keep so, Westwood green. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, I also get that. Cause like, you know, we see even like in the last like two years, you had both Fox Valley and Tantera go from being private golf clubs to like publicly owned yeah. because like the, the demand for private golf memberships just isn't where it used to be yeah. in the nineties or even to early two thousands. You know, so Tantera is now Deerwood and, Fox Valley is still Fox Valley, but now it's it's a public course as opposed to being you know a privately owned Jack Nicklaus course. Right. I think that post-COVID, golf has kind of gotten more popular because people wanted to find outdoor activities. So mm. maybe perhaps where interest in golf was kind of way on the, you know, on the down slope, mm-hmm. now I think more people want to play golf. So... I it is nice these, to get outside. It, 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 yeah. it is. Like golf is a nice way to spend like six hours outside. Six hours. I, maybe you're a better golfer you sh- than I am. Are you shooting 300? <laughs> I only play nine holes. I just can't. I can't. It's just too big a time commitment yeah. otherwise. So, uh, so you know, we're coming up on uh, the fall, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want spoilers. But um, so what are, you know, what are your goals for like the end of the year? So what's, or what are we expect in the 146 between now and, you know, Christmas? There's an election. So mm. that's. Probably first I heard on election you say <laughs> I'll be um, devoting some time to that. Do you still One. get juiced? So this would be your your third election. Yeah. Are you still hyped for it? Does it still have like the like the heart beating a little bit? And you're like, all right, like the game day jitters almost. Definitely, yeah. It's always kind of nerve wracking. You know, you just you know what people are unpredictable. You never know what issues are going to pop up mm-hmm. and um, how people are going to feel. Can you turn out voters? It's a non-presidential year. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's a weird political climate right now. I think it, it was really dire for a while. I think maybe it's improving for Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and like, you know, you're right. It's, it's a non-presidential year. Um, with, you know, all apologies to the Lee Zeldin campaign. I don't think people are getting too excited for the gubernatorial race this year. I know. Well, um, I'm hoping that, that people will come out to yeah. support our governor, and then that helps me. Yeah. Sure. With, uh, that, with every picture she posts of her grilling is another, like, <laughs> incentive for you to be like, yeah, all right, <laughs> coming out for Kathy, let's go. Um, yeah, and, and it, it is midterms, um, you know, yeah. and, you know, with the redistricting, nobody knows what the congressional district they live in in Western New York anymore. Well, I know I know mine, luckily. I, I don't have to deal with some of the other um, congressional candidates. Yeah. I, I know, like, uh, so uh, I've been spending some time in Williamsville now. Uh, but So I'm driving down, like, Garrison, and there's somebody who has... A Carl Country sign. A Carl Country sign. It's the dumbest thing. It's a big country, yeah. baby. But they, <laughs> they, but they also have, they have the Zeldin sign. But they also have the Stephen Sam sign. But then they also have Ed Rath and Ben, ben Carlisle, Carlisle, who are running against each other. <laughs> what? In Williamsville. Yeah, okay. I think I probably even know the house you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Like, like I, like I want to get get out yeah. and like, like a, yeah. like, like one of those like Hollywood tours of the ho- like the stars' homes and just take a bunch of pictures of it, like for posterity. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to keep you here all day, uh, although it is, it is a lovely time. Um, You're welcome to stay all day. Right? We yeah. Have pizza we, here. yeah. We have pizza. <laughs> we got a full fridge. I'll, just, uh, I'll stay for dinner. But yeah, we, 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 we do like we like to do this uh, better know a district thing that mm. we still we we stole blatantly from Stephen Colbert. Right. That's okay. Um, yeah. So you know. 
tell us something in the 146 district like that maybe not everybody knows or maybe like a little hidden spot that we people should find out about you know i think you you made reference to it what i was thinking about um talking about i think you probably already know about the hemp the spoth hemp farm oh yeah yeah so the first speaker trip that's where i took the speaker up to the hemp farm and he was fascinated and, um, you know, at all the possible uses of hemp. And he, he was like, oh, we should get a whole delegation trip up here. It never happened. You know, COVID did instead. Right. But mm-hmm. um, that's a pretty unique thing in Amberson. It's a big, have you been up there? Yeah. It's yeah. a big hemp farm. That's a, that's a miracle plant. It, hemp? It, yeah. There's yeah. A, a lot you can do with hemp. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's that. I also love... The Am- well, it used to be called the Amherst Museum. It's now the Buffalo Niagara Heritage Village. I don't know if you oh, were yeah. up there. I've never been there, but I, I'm familiar with it. It's really a sweet little thing. Um, old buildings that were all moved there as a village. There's a working farm um, with sheep, and um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really a nice thing. They have a couple of different kids, like festivals especially. during the summers too. There. Yeah, they have all kinds of events. They have like like uh, like the Scottish Highlander Games or something like that. There. They do. They do. Oh hell yeah, dude. <laughs> we're gonna get bojack to go in a kilt <laughs> right. and uh and just do some log tossing bring our own cabers i absolutely need to do a caber toss <laughs> i've always wanted to try it i feel like i could do it <laughs> I, b- I believe in you like i said earlier i've been practicing i believe uh, that too all right so we'll open it up is there anything else that you want to add and, and get out there for our listeners to hear or yeah. what have you forgotten what have you forgotten right. to talk about forget? right yeah. forget? the names and faces start flying through your mind yeah. and, uh, uh, um, I'd like to thank, uh, you know, I feel, I feel bad for those people at the Oscars. Like, oh, I know. Yeah. Like I always, I do always forget to thank my husband when, like, if I'm at a fundraiser, oh, yeah. I'm, like, acknowledging people. Everybody's, like, pointing <laughs> to Jeff. And, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I know him. <laughs> yeah, I live with that guy. Well, right, yeah, just, is he on fire? Why are you pointing at him? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I guess... As Howard Stern would say, you've said it all. Huh. I don't know. Do you listen to Howard yeah. Stern? He said a lot of things. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's you've probably one of the better ones. All. Yeah, that's how he like wraps up yeah. his interviews. All right. So well, I appreciate. It. Thanks so very much for coming on, joining us. It was uh, really fun and interesting. Yeah, it was uh, a pleasure. Hopefully, we can do it again. Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe like January when you know we have this new session coming up, and you you have plans. We can schedule a time when you're not in Albany to talk to you again. That'd be great. All right. I'd really enjoy it. All right. Thanks Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks.